Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. So good to be with you today. Thank you for being such a family. We honour you and so grateful to be here with you today. I'll, I'll get straight into the word this morning. I've a simple title that seemed right and fitting at this time, at the closing few days of 2019. And I've simply called this message time. In just a few days' time, and, and uh, I was going to try this morning, uh, and I started on my phone and quit before I got too far. I was going to measure out how many seconds, how many minutes, how many hours were left between 9.30 Sunday morning and midnight Tuesday night. And I got too many numbers, too many things flashing on the screen. I gave up and I'll leave for you to work that one out. But here we are with just a little bit of time left of 2019 and a new year is uh, almost here. And I wonder in this service today whether we might consider what it is that we will allow to carry over into a new year. I don't want anything that shouldn't be carried over to come with me. I don't want to carry excess baggage. I don't want to take the stuff that doesn't need to come with me into a new year. I want my load to be light. I don't want to carry the unnecessary. I don't want to carry the stuff that Jesus never sent my way in the first place. And I want you to consider as we start to prepare for this coming year. And I want to talk to you about time this morning because time is important to every single one of us. Time is measured by minutes and hours, days and years. But God himself is not limited. He's not constrained or confined by time. He's not caught up in this dimension of time that we are. Fireworks are not going off in heaven at the stroke of midnight on Tuesday night. He doesn't operate that way He operates by seasons. He operates by principles and by laws. But we, those of us that live on this planet, we are so conscious of time. We live our lives by time and calendars and schedules and we're we're governed by time. And hopefully, as we consider the time that we are in, or should I say the times that we are in right now, that we would consider carefully about what it is that we will fit into the, the days, the weeks, the hours, or even the minutes. Often we wish there was more than 24 hours in a day. Ever said that? We have at times when you get, you know, crazy busy and there's too much to do, there's too much to get through, and sometimes we wish if only there were more than 24 hours in a day, I'd be able to get more done. I don't know how well you'll see, but this little gold watch that I hold up here this morning, this gold watch belonged to my mother. And uh, she wore it every single, every single day. It was something that never left her wrist other than when she had a shower because it's, it's clearly not waterproof. It's ordinary. It's not expensive at all. It's some kind of gold, but I don't know whether it's good quality gold, but There's nothing fancy to it. And yet the watch that I wear on my wrist today does a few more things, has a few more different features than my mum's gold watch. 
There are many watches today that have got multiple features on them. They, they can tell you the weather. They can tell you some people even do their banking now on their watches. Uh, I think that screen's too little for me to do. I'll be sending you money because I'll get the numbers wrong. But it records many things. You can count your steps on your watch. It'll count the calories, which those of you that have got that feature on your watch don't bother looking over the Christmas New Year period. It can tell you, the, you know, what's happening with the stock market. Watches have multiple, multiple features on them today. Some of you can check your emails and that kind of thing. But irrespective of what your watch does or what this little gold watch does or what my watch does, every single watch tells the time. It'll measure minutes. It'll measure hours. My mum looked at her watch all the time. She was a watch watcher. She was just a watch watcher. Perhaps it was her nurse's training that taught her to do that because patients had to have their medications on time. She had to do the rounds of the ward at a certain time. She always watched the six o'clock news right on the button of 6 p.m., Designs and features may change over a period of time. At midnight on the 31st of December, right across the world, people will start to count down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and then next minute there'll be shouts, there'll be echoes. In some places that don't have fire bands, there will be fireworks going on. And in every place across our globe where a new year has arrived, every new year starts with a year that we enter into with fresh possibilities and hope of what this new year will bring. You see, to every one of us, universally, time is important. We live in this dimension called time. And you and I, no matter who we are or where we've come from, get to decide what we will do with the days, the weeks, the minutes, the years, the months. You and I get to decide what we will do with time. The familiar scripture, just a couple of lines of scripture out of John chapter 10, verse 10. Most of us in the room would have heard it. The thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy but I have come to give life and life more abundantly. This one little verse of scripture with only a couple of lines in it, easy to remember, easy to quote, easy to memorize, easy to have it somewhere in our memory bank account. And yet this one little scripture reveals two things to us. And the first thing is this, that there is a thief and there is a thief to our time. There is a thief Number one, knowing that there is a thief makes me not only aware of his existence, but it also makes me aware that I want to be careful with time. I want to be careful with where I put my resources. I want to be careful where my energy goes. I want to be careful where my finances go or anything else pertaining to my life because in this dimension... 
of time and life as we know it, there is a thief. We get to choose and decide what thoughts we'll bring into our time. What relationships and conversations will I bring into this dimension called life? But the scripture alone, thankfully, doesn't stop with just letting us know there's a thief. You can park on that if you like, and some people do. They don't bother reading the next part. I want part, the second part of that to be my entire focus throughout life, that Jesus came, and he came to bring life. Not just life with a bit of a throwaway thing, but he came to give us life in abundance, in fullness, and he gives us another option He gives us an alternative. He gives us a life that is totally redeemed. You see, we can fit things into our lives that will deplete, that will take from us, that, you know, some of us have just been running on maybe adrenaline over the Christmas period. I honestly got to a point that I will not go to the shops on Christmas Eve. I'm not going there. I'm going to get everything done a week before. I'm going to be organised. I'm just going to cruise my way into Christmas Day. And yet Christmas Eve, where was I? In the shops. The world laid plans of mice and men, they say. You can fit whatever you choose into this time dimension that we are in. And whatever you choose to bring into that will either add to your life or deplete your life. The less we know about God, the less we know about him, the less revelation that we walk in will leave us ignorant and easily robbed and ill-equipped to deal with the thief of time and not just time, but if your time is robbed, then your purpose is affected. So what can we do? My first thought this morning is for you and I, to stay very well connected to the eternal. Many go about life today not even thinking about the eternal. They think about now or tomorrow or what does work look like next week or we think about this existence, this time dimension now without any real understanding or awareness of eternity. You and I as believers in Jesus Christ, we must stay attached and connected to the eternal. This keeps us connected to what's real and what really matters. It keeps us connected to what's important and what's meaningful, and it keeps us sowing the right things into our future. I was reminded of something recently that taught me again another lesson about sowing and about reaping. And the Bible calls it seed time and harvest time. You see, there is a time to sow seed, but there is also a time that what you've sown, you will reap. We can't escape the principle. I mentioned this to you just a few weeks ago. We cannot escape the principle of sowing and of reaping because it's happening all the time. It's going on all the time. We have so often sowed and it looks like there's no harvest. 
It looks like there's no fruit. It looks like there's nothing changing. And then one day you look at something and you realise that something has indeed come your way. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see the process. But it reminded you that you had sown a seed at a different season and the principle was working even when you could not see. The Bible uses the word seed time. It uses the word, they they merge the two together, but really it should be separated seed time because seed and time go together. Time is always working. Seed is always working. And if we just rest on that truth alone, then it causes us to stop and to ponder and to meditate and to choose hopefully well what seed we will sow today, what seed we'll sow into this time dimension that we are moving into in 2020. If we sow seed with the eternal in mind, then we are sowing toward a godly future. My mum's watch... When she passed away, that's about all I've got, apart from a tree that's on my back veranda right now that has been blown away by the wind. Uh, We're up high and cops a fair amount of wind. So I couldn't part with the tree, so I threw a whole bunch of Christmas lights over it. Now the Christmas lights are flashing like this with this poor old tree underneath it, but that's about all I got after my mum left. My mum's watch is of no value now. But the time that it measured is highly valuable. The minutes, the seconds, the hours going over to the next day were of huge value. And what we do with time is equally as valuable to you and I. My question to ask on this last Sunday of 2019 is this, what decisions will you take into 2020? What decisions will you decide that are valuable decisions? Many of you would have shopped. Those that didn't and did everything online, I'm getting there. I bought three items online and then you hold your breath and hope that they they get there on time. Thank you, Julianne, for the suggestion of Tessellate sand-free towels haven't tried it out yet, but I bought three sand-free towels. Apparently, you can throw them on the sand. The sand does not get onto it. I'm about to try it out. Online. Beautiful. In my house within four days. Love it. I'm getting there. Many of you would have shopped over Christmas. I don't know how you go about that. It's kind of like I've got to buy something. Or do you stop and think, whatever I give, whatever leaves my hand to go to another I try and think, will this be of value to let this person know that they matter to me? 2020 is close. And I urge and encourage all of us that let's go into that and choose that we will be a blessing, that we will be a contributor to others. Let's sow well into our church community here. Let's speak well of our church Let's speak well of those within our church. Let's pray well into Highway's future. Let's pray well into the future that God has spoken to us about. Let's not be people that are selfish by nature. Let's be those that 
don't want to just take care of myself and those in my immediate, but let's be mindful and aware of others that are around us because we have an opportunity with time to bless, to encourage, to build, and to not be a liability and expense to others, but to add something of value and worth to somebody else's life. And you know what? That doesn't actually cost us a lot. It doesn't cost us very much at all. God has been generous to you and I, so let's choose to be generous to others as well. Let me close with these last couple of thoughts. Eternity is in our hearts. Ecclesiastics 3.11 says that he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. You know, all that he's done, I can't take it in. I cannot fathom, fathom it. I can't even fully appreciate it all. I can't really take in, I can't even fully take in salvation. The fact that Jesus died on the cross, went through this most excruciating death to take on himself our sins so that we don't have to walk with the guilt of that and pay the price for that is too much for me to fathom. I can't take it all in. And he says in all of this, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning of the end. In, in a, the follow-on verse from that, it says, there is nothing better than to be happy and to do good while you live. Let's choose joy. It'll be your strength. Let's choose to be content in whatever situation you're in and I don't know, some people just like to have everything lined up and then I'll be happy. But if you choose content where you're at, then who knows what that opens the door for God to bring your way. Chapter 3 in the same book of Ecclesiastics says, in fact, it's a chapter about time. There is a time for everything the book tells us. But I love the way it's worded because it says that God is at work. He's at work within this time frame that we know of. And he says here that I am working it out and I'm working it out for good and I'm making all things beautiful and I'm making things complete because he set eternity in the hearts of men. This is the big picture. This is the big picture. I don't know how you go with this, but I struggle at times to get the big picture. I struggle at times to even see the beautiful picture because I can get locked into where I'm at right now. And yet he set eternity in our hearts. That's why we need to stay attached to the eternal. That's why we need to stay attached to the Word of God. That's why we need to walk out His Word because as we attach to the eternal, then we're able to lift up our eyes to walk by faith, not by sight, not by emotion, not by what's happening today, not by what happened yesterday, not by what happened 10 years ago. We walk by faith and not by sight and we start to see things from an eternal perspective and God has put eternity in our hearts. We choose how we walk. Ecclesiastics 3.14 says that I know that everything that God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken from it. 
God does it so that men will revere him. You see, we were born to worship him. We were born to honour him. We were born to praise him. We were born to serve him. We were born to live out the plan and the purposes of God. But only the eternal lasts forever. And we have the eternal and eternity in our hearts already. Your house won't last forever. Your car won't last forever. And some of you say, praise the Lord. Would someone please take it off my hands? But the minutes, the hours... The time dimension that we live in, with eternity in our hearts, because we live in two places all at the same time. We live here on earth that is governed by time, and yet we live also in a dimension that eternity is already in our hearts. And you could say it this way, that even though we live on planet earth, we actually belong to another world. In 1980, Byron and I started to step into this. We were presented with a, another way of living. And up to that point, we'd pretty much done what we wanted, when we wanted, how we wanted. We lived for ourselves, but we finally got to a point of surrender. And we gave our lives over to the Lord 100%. There was no holding back. We left nothing in the tank for another purpose that maybe another day we'll change our mind. We might want to do something different. It was all about Jesus. We had to drive something like 55 minutes to get to church, not just once on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday, plus about three times during the week. It didn't matter because we left nothing in the tank for another purpose for living. It was all about serving God. It was all about being wherever he wanted us to be. Where we lived matter, we prayed about where does he want us to live. Where we sowed our money, it didn't matter because it was all about him. What we did with our time mattered because everything, everything pertaining to our life all pointed in one direction and one direction only, and that was Jesus. Serving God, serving his purpose, anything else kind of felt meaningless. If we ran out of money, and we did often, we prayed. If we didn't know where to go, what to do, what church to take on in leadership, we prayed. When Byron got sick in, um, in 2008, we asked God, how did he want us to handle this? It didn't matter what the situation was. We wanted heaven's dimension in our earthly experience. Otherwise, we left to ourselves to figure it out, work it out, struggle our way through. We wanted heaven's dimension into our earthly, earthly experience because eternity is in our hearts. This area of decisions, and team, would you come back now, please? But this area of decisions is massive for us, and I underline it again as we, you know, leave from this service because your life is made up of minutes and hours, as we know, but it's also made up what decisions will you bring into those minutes? What decision will you bring into the day, into those hours? Let's decide now. Don't wait for all your circumstances to get great, because then when they're great, you'll make another decision. But choose Jesus right now, right now. 
I think the reason that my favourite Christmas carol is O Holy Night, it's that one line that speaks about bowing the knee. That I will bow the knee. It's that moment of surrender, that place of recognition that there is a king. And I'm here on planet Earth now where I can bow my knee right now. Let's be attached. Let's be awakened to the reality of God's kingdom now. Choose to live with abundant living in mind. Change your mind to think in terms of abundance, not in terms of what the thief has done. And the reason when Nicole came forward and I said to you, don't focus on the sickness, don't focus on the disease, focus right now on what Jesus has provided. And if you will live that way under the principles and the laws of God and the Word of God, this is why we can't afford to be detached away from truth. Your situation may not be a health one, but it could be well and truly be something else. Choose right now how you will walk out the days ahead. Father, I pray for every person in the room right now. Eternity is already here. You've already said it in our hearts and I pray that this will be a time for many, that we will be awakened, I pray, to the reality of the kingdom of God and everything that Jesus has given. I pray, Lord, right now that we will step into the abundance that's been paid for and I thank you, Lord, for miracles, for restoration, for reconciliation, for salvation, for breakthroughs with jobs and finances, Lord, that we'll walk in the abundance of favour, the abundance of blessing, I pray. In fact, God, we lift up our eyes right now and expect, we expect, oh God, for good things to come our way from the hand of our God. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. God bless you.